What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, party people, listeners, viewers, YouTube squad, um, not Tommy, because Tommy doesn't listen to the podcast. I do. Everyone who's listening, watching, welcome to Behind the Energy, po- Behind the Energy Podcast. Did you get that? Behind the Energy. Not bringing the energy. <laughs> just want to clarify that it's Behind the Energy. The bringing the energy signs behind us, but the show's bringing energy. Welcome to... Oh my God. <laughs> the, the, welcome to the show. Welcome to Behind the Energy Podcast. This is episode uh, 35. Um... And uh, actually, Tommy, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here behind the energy. Thank you. We're going to bring it. (laughs) We're we're bringing it. We're taking it back to about 2013 in this podcast. Yeah. Um, For the listeners, Tommy has been an OG friend uh, in many ways, shapes, and forms. Um, (laughs) 10 years, as of 10 years ago. About 10 years. 10 years ago. We're coming up on 10 years. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to move this up because I feel like I'm leaning into it anyways um we're gonna go ahead and get started i'm gonna stop rambling um tommy welcome to the show uh if you were listening you'd maybe know like the structure uh but you weren't so i'm just gonna preview the structure we're gonna uh introduce how we first met yes and how our friendships crossed uh and then we're gonna talk about your story um and uh, what you've been doing uh in the past 10 years of our friendship and even um, I even want to talk a little bit about, like, you before our friendship, if you will. Um, Tommy is a hustler, a entrepreneur, um, a, the dude that gets things done. Uh, and there are very few people that I know within my friend group that uh, execute as quick and as well and at as, um, like, the level in which you do, Tommy. You're too nice um, for that. I, I, I know I, I tell you this. Uh but like, I, I remind you this, I tell you this all the time, but like what you're doing is incredibly impressive and I've got a sliver of understanding of like all that you do. So that said, I'm going to stop rambling. Uh, my friends, this is going to be a very unique and fun uh, episode. So uh, get the popcorn, get uh, the, the drink, the coffee, whatever it is. Uh, Nick Nord, we chilling over there. <laughs> get the Bud Light. There the we go. Daniels. There we go. Uh, so, uh, Tommy, I'm going to switch, I'm going to switch it over to you. Uh, I want to hear, uh, from your perspective, how we met nearly 10 years ago, 10 years ago, we're sitting in high school. This is crazy because my audience doesn't know this. My closest friends in LA don't even know this about me. I was rapping with a lot of people that are in this room and, uh, had a successful, um, funny looking back at it, rap career. While I was a freshman in high school, I thought I was the shit. <laughs> Wasn't shit. <laughs> um, and Salt Lake turns out to be a very small town, and Parker had a lot of cool things going on. I think I had a lot of cool things going on, and word was getting out about uh, both of us. And um, this is 20, 2013. 2013. Had a, uh, had a lot of funny tweets. I was very, very active on Twitter before I deleted my profile. Um, had a pretty good following on Twitter. I think it's the biggest social media platform I've ever built up a, at that time. You know, had 
had some followers, right? Twitter's a, a dark place. Oh, I loved um, it. Back in the day, it was gold, right? But no, no, I I agree. Like I too was like very active. It was fun, engaging. You were very connected with your friends there, and you're using it as a platform to also share what you're doing as a hip hop artist, what I'm doing as a DJ. So, 2013, we met on Twitter. It's a different time, and there was a mutual connection who had gone to something that you had DJed mm -hmm. had learned of me somehow, whether it was the internet or coming to a show or whatever it was. And it was just, Hey, you guys are both dope. You know, your name's out there. You guys need to meet Parker needs to spin for one of your shows. Mm -hmm. And somehow that turned into a 10 year so far lifelong friendship. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. And 10, 10 years, a small chapter of what's to come. Shout out to uh, um, Cialci for making that tweet. Cialci Do you remember Burke. that? Cialci yeah. Burke. Yo, Yeah. I remember the tweet vividly. Oh. In fact, I'm going to have somebody on my payroll try to dig up that tweet. Oh, that, How great would that, that be? That would be some serious yeah. digging. But yeah. um, if I remember right, we obviously exchanged information. And then I think I came over to your house and we kind of had like a a mix sesh talked and then started prepping for our first show, right? I don't know. I can't remember this. Uh, it was your house in, in Sandy Cottonwood area, right? Um, and I think you had a show coming up and that's why you were looking for a DJ right. as well. Um, maybe we had met and talked and kicked it once or twice and then we started rehearsing uh, literally like in your garage. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the first show was Spose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, so stoked. He was one of my favorite rappers at the time and still is. Great guy. Wonderful person. If mm -hmm. he's coming to town, wherever I'm at on tour, I'm always going to go see him. Saw him in Austin recently. It was just a he's blast. Still, he's still performing. Yeah. Yeah. He's going great. And that was just like, you know, so incredible that we were preparing for that and the uh, bootstrapped methods that we had for uh, rehearsing and things like that. Just being in the garage and pissing the neighbors off and blaring loud music and you know like it wasn't the greatest of music at the time either so we're in you know sandy utah and uh mm -hmm. and just blasting this shit and trying to figure it out really i mean that, that that's insane that we came this far from that you know listeners he's underselling his hip-hop granted yes it's years ago and where you've grown in terms of like your career and professionalism and whatnot tommy was popping back in 2013 14 and he can go in and mix with the talent. And then I guess the personality and the drive is like what really clicked for me. I'm like, this dude's, this dude's bringing something special to the table. And that was, that was something that I specifically noticed back that many years ago. Um, obviously, you know, a friendship built out of that kind of business performing relationship. Um, we played... A number of shows. I mean, you were the one facilitating everything and, and you know, getting on the bill and uh, pushing tickets. Um, there was Spose. There was Shwayze. Uh, Mod Sun. I Am Sue. Um, Ray Shremmerd? Ray Shremmerd and Kyle. Was there more? Those, when I was writing notes, those are the only ones I could remember. But I feel like there was at least two or three more. Um does that, does any more ring? Maybe the, the were we doing the Waka Flocka thing? We were going to in the cancel. And then we just did the mm -hmm. fraddest thing in the world. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Parker gives me too much credit about the music. It was a fun time, but the best thing about it was um, hustling with you and pushing those tickets. And that's really like where everything that I've got going on today kind of 
full circle comes back to. I mean, Mm -hmm. the strategies that we were doing and when we were trying to figure it out and thinking about it, the way that we were hustling tickets was just, it's comical. We were just driving across the valley. Going from this place to this delivering, place, to this place hand delivering, just for the opportunity to be able to say we open, we're opening for these people, and mm-hmm. you know we we I, we I think we had a different understanding of the internet at the at the time, and I saw the value in being associated with these people. If this is the direction that I'm going to take my personal brand one day, right? And mm-hmm. um, so we would oftentimes lose money delivering those tickets. Yeah, we just included it for free. We just wanted it to be a good show and a, a fun time for everybody that was going to come. So it was like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, let's sell this thing out. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll bring you a ticket if that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. It will. I mean, if I will sell you one fifteen dollar ticket, and I will drive thirty five minutes across the valley yep. to go do that. And we will do that yeah. three hundred times to make sure that this six hundred thousand person room sells out. You know, mm-hmm. and we might break even. We might not. Just with the gas fees and everything else, and mm-hmm. but it's going to be a damn good show and a, mm-hmm. and a really fun time. I feel like the topic of like opportunity cost there, uh, broadly speaking, we could dive into that a lot. Just in the world of events, and you know, as as a you know a former performer, um, obviously, you know, we were a lot younger and still figuring things out at the time. But yeah. uh, it 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 was and still is something to say like. I played at this venue and uh, we opened, you know, we played at this venue and we opened for these artists. Um, that, that I think comes with a lot of components that you may not see uh, or a lot of return that you may not see immediately. And the sacrifice of running around all over and pushing these tickets and not even getting a cut, like you could dive into that. Anyways, I'm rambling now. Um, Tommy, I'm curious before we go on, and walk through more of your story and our friendship. You were clearly an entrepreneur and a hustler um, from an incredibly young age. Uh, and if I were to take a stab at it, I would say that you probably sold anywhere from 50 to like 70% of the tickets for all these yeah, shows. Yes, absolutely. Where did that... Um, entrepreneurial type spirit uh come from in your life was that influence from your parents um what were you doing before i met you um because i think the way in which you think and work and communicate is incredibly unique now let alone nine years ago right is my question making sense yeah absolutely and i think it stems from a lot of things obviously uh you know your your experience when you're growing up plays into a lot of that the majority of that comes from my experience of moving around right i'm not from technically anywhere i've lived here for a long time moved out rather quickly after you know school and whatnot but got the luxury of traveling around when i was a kid and and seeing everywhere i've been to every state and 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 just mo- i've lived in 15 states Right. Really? Uh, yeah. Lived in 15 That's states and watched wow. some family members grow businesses from nothing and make it out of circumstances that are just, to be honest, terrible. You know, my family's roots are from Detroit, Michigan, and um, th- th- there's a lot of poverty there. And, and mm-hmm. they weren't ever, you know, they, they were lucky to be in the middle class there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 having my folks recognize that uh, that's not where they want to raise a family was the best thing that's ever happened to me because, you know, we got to experience all of these things. And then I got to grow up oldest child watching my dad and my uh, mom's brother say, let's figure this out. Let's get out of this place and make our lives better. And I just traveled around and was exposed to that. 
forever, right? And then watching it just made me realize that I loved it and I wanted to do something of similar capacity one day and um, just developed this like hustler mindset. Like, you know, was was there any other motivations around that time frame when you became maybe more self-aware? I imagine you weren't having as explicit or direct conversations with your parents on this topic. Was there any other motivations at the time? Yeah. um, In terms of just being an artist and and, an entrepreneur and and really like pushing yourself out of the comfort zone or doing things that were so abnormal for someone at that age. Yeah, there's a lot, right? And so the the experiencing and looking at things and experiencing things that like not a lot of people get to experience certainly helped because I was like, I want that. I want to be able to do that. Like I have gone on a private jet like 10 times in my life Hmm. and my folks and my family and the people that I was with they can't, we can't afford to do that. That's insane. Like mo- most people don't go on a private jet. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want a private jet. This is just a good example. No, right. I, but like, I, I got to go for free, uh, every single time. And it's, and that was me saying, I want to be, you know, in a space where if I want to do that, then I can do that. Gotcha. You know, that was the biggest thing. Cause, cause I, I got to see the best of both worlds. We went from, you know, I, I lived in Michigan for a long time. We went from like shitty Michigan to, luxury private jets and it's just like and and again we didn't pay for that but it's just like wow i i know what the middle looks like and i don't want the middle i want like i want to be able to make decisions whenever i want however i want and in order to do that you got to work hard you know you got to like that was the motivation the desire for flexibility and um you know a greater pool of options if you will yeah exactly generally speaking much more flexible and more in control I, i i saw you know a lot of people do the traditional route and just like live off of salaries and work their way up the corporate ladder. And I think that's fine. I think it's a great route if that works for you. But mm-hmm. with the way that my mind works, it's just, I was, you know, from a very young age saying that's, that's just not going to work. It that doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? I know exactly. You, the, you just brought back a deep memory. I remember, remember when I worked at Cafe Rio? Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, my first couple of months working there, uh, I was taking a catering order just to go drop off at an office. And I had to have been 16, maybe 17. And I remember walk, pushing my cart, you know, wearing my apron and my hat. Uh, and I remember being in this, like, really dim lit office looking at all these, like, cubicles. I was like, that does not look like no. something I ever want to do with my life. I want, some, I, I, I want to have so much more meaning and fulfillment and joy and again, I want to jump back to your point you made in which, you know, a nine to five, whatever the job or the, the line of work may be, like, that may be amazing for that person. That may be yeah. perfect, what works well. I'm not talking down on it, but I, I recognize in that moment, literally thinking, I'm not going to let myself do that because I, I want more and I know, I know that I'm capable of working towards that or creating that or building that. Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it's, it is, it is important for a lot of people. There's people on our payroll that do that. They come yeah. in from 10 to five every day and, and it happy. works really well for them. Yeah. And you know, it's, just, it, 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 if you're going to do something like that, I think you got to find a group of people that allow you to focus on, um, what you're truly talented and intrinsically motivated by and apply that to your work however you can. Mm-hmm. If you find that and you have this nine to five and that works for you, that's incredible, yep. right? But if you're doing this like mundane shit that like you see in the movies, it's yep. like, that's, I, I, I can't do it, you yep. know? Like, and yep. I've had those nine to fives where, yep. you know, like 
wow, I'm surrounded by this hustler culture. Like I've, I've had one, I should say I've had one real job. And I was like, but I'm surrounded by this group of people that think the way I think and we're hustling. And like, you know, it's like that, like this, I I'm motivated by this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I've, I, it's not to say that I've figured it out myself for the entirety of my career. You know what I mean? I do. Um, the way I like the lens I see that through is like a building phase, if you will. Yeah. A building phase. Um, I'm, I want to move on just for the sake of time and sharing all that we still have to talk about. Um, obviously, Tommy, you've carried uh, that that drive and that desire for building and creating more and opening opportunities um, since, you know, we stopped playing shows. Oh, we started in 13, 14, 15, maybe 16. 16, yeah. 16 or 17 we ended, About 16 huh? or 17. Yeah. Um, Which and is then funny, not you transition into the DJ You're entertainment right, 16 business. Sixteen for sure. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, do you want to take just a brief minute and introduce uh, the the DJ company? Yeah, or, or what you did there? Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, essentially, just a uh, one stop shop for event services. Mm-hmm. Right. So we built this up with a great group of people. Um, and we offer DJ services to events, you know, corporate events, birthdays, weddings, mm-hmm. parties, everything, mm-hmm. lots of weddings. Cause mm-hmm. we're in Utah at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and expanded that and added different lanes of revenue through by adding, uh, photo booth services and photography, photography and videography as well. Yep. Um, slowed down on that kind of white label it later on, but the bulk of it was the DJs and the photo booths. Mm-hmm. So super fun to do that. Did it for about five years before, mm-hmm. um, letting go of it. It was just a five years, wow. four or five years. Yeah. It was a hustle in my mind. It was, it was, it's easy. It's easy, an easy line of work or it was at the time, right. To offer what we were offering. Cause it wasn't premium. Like, you know, what you're doing and things like that. It's just a, a, a easy way to start making some, not passive income, but money that you're in control of. And, um, it started out with just me and we, we grew it over the course of the five years. And, uh, how many events would you do on one night? Um, like roughly speaking, like, could you do, I mean, we did, there, five, there had to be eight one night. It had to be wow. max. Yeah. So we do like, like by the end of it, we were doing 300 a year. That's insane. Yeah. That is, that so, is a lot of delegation, fine details, to logistics. Yeah. Um, and again, you you had mentioned like you know kind of like different styles of DJing or you know different services and um, delivering at different levels. Even that though, like where you were at, dude. I remember when like you had told me your starting price uh, and thinking like, wow, that's that's like a lot. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, that value's not there. Um, uh, and so to consider tripling the amount of events I would do in a year yeah. at that time frame is too much to, cons- too much to consider managing. Um, uh, oh man, I, I remember that conversation exactly where we were at in my house, uh, in my garage. Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling. I want to bring it back in almost five years, uh, of, uh, building a very successful company. Uh, I remember reflecting back or even during the time, like seeing the growth that you had made happen, um, in you know, like a year or two years, uh, and then comparing that to like my DJing, yeah. whereas I've been DJing a little, you know, year or two longer or whatever, I'm just like, how are you doing it? Um, that goes back to my point in that you're insane when it comes to, to business and executing. 
I digress. I am rambling. Um, Tommy, talk to me about the transition from the mobile entertainment uh, event service to then the next chapter. Yeah, so um, you know that was a good thing to do while we were while we were in college, right? That was my whole goal. I was like, I'm done with this. It's getting me through school. It's paying me rather well. I'm making more than I would if I just went and worked any other college kid job. I like this. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's allowing me to get the experience that I'm looking for. And um, when I graduated from school, I knew that it was time to move on. Um, it took a lot of time to figure out what that was going to be. But I knew I wanted to go work for a startup and um, didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. Um, so it took a year to figure out. Um, so ran the company for a year, had no school. It was nice, man. It was like a big vacation. It was so fun. Like I got to talk to my boss. I mean, the company, yeah. Like the company (laughs) at that point was like on autopilot and I didn't have school. So it's the first time I just got to like chill for a minute, you know, and just figure stuff out and sit down mentally and say, what do I want to do? You know, like what's the next chapter look like? Mm -hmm. It's gotta be a right and strategic move. And, um, that's how I ended up, uh, with a startup in, um, travel and Mm -hmm. events. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, a lot of people that are working with me today are people that I met working there. So it's, it's fun to be full circle, but, um, that was a very necessary, transition and chapter in my life to understand how to go from a six figure business to an environment that, um, encourages you to be thinking about seven or eight figures, Mm. right? I would have never learned what I've learned. Um, as far as business goes, if I didn't really just get this job and take it so seriously, Mm. even though I wasn't, I I probably took a pretty large pay cut when I started working there and stopped focusing on the business, but I still had the business money coming in. So it didn't matter. Gotcha. You know, um, this may be taking a step back, but do you feel like your experience in building a very successful, uh, entertainment event service company, uh, was, uh, almost in a way like prepping you, uh, for that next step in the, um, uh, travel, uh, booking industry? I, I, I kind of butchered that. No, Am no, I, I think there? I get what you're okay. saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was it was necessary because you know I'm getting thrown into a different ball game. You go to a company and you get hired, and you know, so I'm a sales agent there, right? And mm-hmm. it's like we don't know what we're doing, but we just raised five hundred million dollars, so we've got enough money to try to figure this out. And so with that kind of attitude going on in the, and a lot of startups are like that, right? It's like, we just raised X amount. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to figure this What's out. What's the next thing? Right? Yeah. And so th- taking the entrepreneurial mindset and everything that I figured out with the event company and applying that to my new role within this startup really allowed me to excel in the role compared to others. Cause when we started, there was like four of us, um, but allowed me to continuously be like a top salesperson Mm -hmm. and and move on up in the company rather quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, very necessary and and very advantageous, um, to have that experience and, and go into this next chapter. Right. And then while hustling and applying that knowledge, it's also all right. Like what else is going on outside of my departments, like network with as many people as I can. Like I want to understand, like I, I wouldn't, I, I, I can't at the time I can't make a million dollar business. I don't have the knowledge. So how, like, what do you do other than just asking like your title going up to people? Like, what do you really do? Like, like you tell me your title, but like, what does that look like? Like what tasks do you do? Like, I want to really understand every aspect of how this works. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, 
the way in which you're describing it now, and I think I, I think I knew this, even though we were separated from distance and talk over the phone every now and then, you were taking it like three steps ahead of maybe the average person uh, that may be in that role, uh, and really seeking to learn more about the industry and the roles uh, to then leverage yourself and you know, the next chapter, yeah. uh, uh, to be even more successful or to be able to ha- know the ins and outs, to be able to take what you're doing over here and then create something new and make it even larger. Exactly. Exactly. Which how trends- can I, Oh, sorry. Please. How can I gain the experience here and apply this to the bigger plans that I have? You're right? actively seeking to do that. Yeah. Sorry. From day yeah. one. Yeah. From yeah. day one. I knew that go. this wasn't the job for me. I knew I'm not a job guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a job guy, you know? So, and I knew that going into it, but sometimes you got to, do that and just gain experience. And then yeah. once it clicks, you get it because, you know, you can only read so much about something. You can't really start a business that you, in an industry that you know absolutely nothing about just by reading about it. Mm-hmm. I, you, I'm a kind of learner where I've got to talk to people about it. I've got to be around it. I've got to immerse myself in it. I've got to see it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll fully understand it with the combination of reading about it and studying it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I find it funny the way you describe that because you are very much a people person as well. Uh, and you have been since I've known you. Yeah. Uh, um, and so it, I feel like the combination of how you choose to go into it, into it, I'm speaking very broadly right now, but also then pairing your skills as a communicator and as a salesperson, uh, and, uh, as a very educated person in this industry makes for what I believe a very great combination. So, um, Tommy, Let's transition on to this next step, right? To, you know, kind of where you're at now in your life, um, and as a business owner and a very successful entrepreneur, uh, can you share a little bit more about what you're doing right now? Maybe a little context for the listeners um, to kind of connect some dots. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, after that, or during the the travel escapade, is that the right word for that escapade? I don't know. During what that the word travel means. and um, during the travel and experience period of my life where I was working there, uh, COVID hit. Yeah. Um, and so I was gaining a lot of knowledge, gaining a lot of experience and, um, COVID ruined everything in that industry, obviously. Um, and I stuck around for a little while trying to navigate and figure it out in this new world. Um, and I just kind of saw it as an opportunity to get out. Like I was like this, I'm never going to, I, I would have always wanted to, it's funny when I was a kid, I would, I would say my dream job is selling private jets. I've always wanted to like sell something that's a ton of money or um, sell to like businesses, but not anything boring. Like when you were like a young software. kid, yeah. Like from when I was a kid, that was my dream job. I wanted to sell private jets. Okay, like that sounded like the coolest job in the world to me. Right. So that at that moment, it made me realize, all right, I'm selling to customers, right? There, and I don't want to be in B to C. I want to sell business to business, or I want to sell something high end. And mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to do unless you get into something like software sales or things like that. And um, I decided to transition. Um, so started looking around on the internet at new companies, things like that. Um, simultaneously took another job with a marketing agency, um, and realized that that period when COVID hit was the perfect time to transition into digital media Mm -hmm. and that the world doesn't quite have a full understanding of what digital media is. It's a very much so an industry that, um, is hard to navigate and, there are there are only a couple of generations that really truly understand the power of it and how to 
feed and filter through the noise. Use the channels. Exactly. To be exactly. as efficient as possible. So I think we're doing a great job in terms of providing some context. Talk a little bit more about digital media and what your company, well. Yeah, we can get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, please, please. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more. Share a little more. So digital media, you're thinking about everything, right? But what people don't realize or often think about is how channels, content creators, and everybody on the internet is using those platforms and why they're using them, right? At the end of the day, it's monetization. Um, and that's something that I understand really well, I believe, right? And so that's what our company does. We come in and we partner with content creators, influencers, and celebrities. And we say, you've got this channel. You're posting great content. Your audience loves you and you know how to engage with them. And we know that you love your audience, but I don't think you know how to monetize it quite as well as us. So let us help out with that. And what does monetizing mean? Just It's beyond, you know, you start a YouTube video, you either pay for premium or the advertisement comes up and it's a commercial that somebody else shot, right? Mm -hmm. That's the simplest way to make money. Gotcha. But there's other things that you can do if you get creative and know the right amount of people and know how to do it and know how to negotiate, right? Can you give me and the listeners an example? Yeah. Of, of how you would approach a project or a client or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So if you yeah. go to djalive.com right now and take 20% off, then... Bringingtheenergy.com. Yeah, you go to bringingtheenergy.com right now. You use code Tommy B. you're going to get 20% off of what your next guest appearance or your next Parker booking to come speak at your conference, right? Like, you can bake that in to the episode, and yeah. that's evergreen, and that lives there, and somebody's got to go sell that advertising space or negotiate that in... in the buyers don't necessarily even sometimes know how that works or what that looks like, right? Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So that's that's so like we're always thinking about how can you monetize beyond the traditional ways, and that's what our business does. Mm-hmm. We're all about monetizing your content. Let you focus on creating it yep. and engaging with your audience. Yep, we'll help you monetize. Yep, that's the entire that's the whole shtick. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, and do you feel like this this line of uh, not monetization. You put it. You put it. You used another word earlier. Uh, it's slipping my mind. Uh, do you feel like this line of work is fairly new, if you will? Because you you had mentioned that there's only a few uh, or a small percentage of people today that understand, you know, the power of media. Um, do you feel like it's a fairly new industry, if you will? Yeah. That's, that's being tapped into and beginning to like get to the roots. It's not, we're on the ver- we're on the beginning of it. And beginning. I don't want to be one of those marketing guru guys that say like web three is going to change everything. But I yeah. honestly think that like we're, oh, we're on the very beginning of it. Right. Gotcha. It's, it's been the same. It's been stagnant forever. I think COVID, I think I'm navigating and looking at and, uh, utilizing an entirely different internet because of COVID. Do you feel that way? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's new as of you know late 2020 because early yeah. 2020 we're figuring out what the hell is going on with the world yeah. but late 2020 we're transitioning and then even like 2021 we're just like all right we're getting used to this right so mm-hmm. like it's so new mm-hmm. and it's just the beginning and not everybody has it figured out there's no concrete way to make money or navigate through this but web3 is going to be coming and ai and like all like deep learning is going to change all this and like somebody's going to really so i mean people are going to make trillions of dollars in do this. you ever get freaked out by Technology like exponentially increasing. Yeah, every in day. Its capabilities. Every day. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Sorry, I, those are some some like nightmare type things. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think this is a great way to 
I guess, continuing the conversation. Um, we're kind of in the beginning of this new era, if you will, and we're just barely beginning to tap into um, utilizing this way of communicating digital media and reaching, uh, reaching followings, clients, just people in general. Um, talk to me about what you've got in store personally for the next couple of years, five, ten years. Um, if I remember correctly, it's kind of phasing a little bit out of this industry and doing something different. Uh, what's yeah. the next step for Tommy B? Is so we've got a I'm lot asking. going on, a lot yeah. going on in the, uh, yeah. as, as far as plans going down, I'm a big planner and it's something I of, often think about. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, in the immediate future, we are going to continue to grow the monetization aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. We're going through a, um, acquisition mm -hmm. that should be done by the end of the year. Right. Um, we are, trying to get our hands wet in producing content because yes. right now we're reliant on content creators. Yep. So we've got a lot of cool shows that we're trying to make and we have script writers and a handful of talented creators that are um, creating new series. So I just want to interject real quick, kind of like how Netflix has Netflix originals. Yep, exactly. Okay. So awesome. we'll have some originals. Gotcha. Um, we're working with a lot of cool people, a lot of cool influencers and celebrities mm -hmm. um, with the company that's acquiring us to create new shows mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, and just see what we can do as far as production goes. So um, that's that's really cool. I think, you know, I would like to stay on with the companies that I've built even after the acquisition goes through. Mm -hmm. um, for the, the next few years, I'd like to see what happens and see if we can turn this into something bigger and mm -hmm. continue to be a valuable partner for the company that is acquiring us because they have so much going on. And I think they have um, a good plan on how to become a competitor to Disney uh, as far as media goes, they have their, you know, like, and so I want to be involved yeah. in that and go beyond the verticals that we understand. Um, so, you know, I, I think I'll be with them for three to five years for sure. sure. And then my plan is, um, um, I'll, I'll be 30 by then, you know, in five years, which is going to be crazy. I would like to ideally transition next into a investor slash teacher role. That's um, right. I That's love right. to teach, you know, I, I did talking, it. I, talking to you about this at yeah. like one in the morning in January. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I love, I love it. So I, I taught, um, um, as a guest, uh, a few times at the, at the college and I, in the entrepreneurship yeah. department and I yep. loved it. I, I mean, I love, I did it for like two years. I would come in all the time. Um, I loved it. It was amazing. So I want to get into that, but I want to take the passion and love for that and apply it to investing in people who are going through what I'm going through right now, which is like, you know, like I don't like, I don't have a, I don't have that person in my life right now to say, can I bounce this business idea off of you? Because I'm scared about gambling this or investing this 50,000 in this vertical. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion? You know, mm -hmm. or like, like I don't, I don't have that right now. So I think there's a lot of people out there that need it. I think there's a lot of people like me who have successful companies have, you know, might do seven figures in a year as far as revenue goes, but don't quite know how to turn that into eight figures yet, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and being a part of a business and being able to provide a little bit of guidance at the same time just sounds so thrilling to me. I'm trying to get into it right now, but I don't even know where to start, you know, like, Oh, dang it. That was going to be my next question for you. Yeah. Uh, what are you either thinking about or, or actively doing to 
really make that next step? It starts. Or what would you? What would you? Well, my next question was, what would you recommend or suggest to that entrepreneur that's trying to go from this high level to the even, the, you know, the next step? That was my next question I think for so, you. <laughs> so, you know, I know, and it, it makes sense. And I, I don't know, right? Because I'm trying to figure it out. I want to become an investor. I want yeah. to invest in companies. I, it's not as, it's not a matter of calling your friends and saying, hey, you should start a business, you know, or like yeah. anything. Because I got plenty of friends who have businesses that yeah. I just frankly wouldn't invest in, right? It's, I think it's a matter of stacking cash, making sound investments with your portfolio, you know, and whatever, whatever angle you're in, if you're, you know, I'm in everything, I'm in the stock market and like crypto and everything, like everything, right? You're like, in NFTs? I want to be. Sorry, I'm joking. Please. No. Um, but I, I think it's a matter of managing that properly so that you're not losing money and, and saving as much as you can so that while you're out there networking, when the right opportunity comes, you have, uh, or you have the ability Resources. to have a lot of liquid cash to be able to invest for a percentage of ownership, right? Gotcha. Cause not a lot of people have that, mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people like will say, you know, here's $50,000 for 10% of your company. Like that's, that's not, a, so I think just having it accessible and networking is the first step, mm -hmm. but I don't know, like we'll see in six months if this is actually how that starts. I don't know how you become an investor. I think that's all it is, but yeah. I don't know, you know? That uh, three to five year time frame, I think, is going to be a little bit shorter if you ask me, Tom. I would love, I would love it to be. But, you know, like, like, that's a good side thing because I am very, very involved in growing the uh, company that's acquiring us. Yes. You know, yeah. I want to see I, that yeah, I know, huge. I know. But, um, but yeah, that's ideal for me. And that would mm -hmm. allow me to not necessarily focus on one business, but focus on my investments, mm -hmm. which is fun because it's checking in with people that you care about mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. teaching them in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it would allow me to um, focus on like, what I care about in my personal life as well. Yeah. You know, it's because that I, like, much more fulfilling. Right. And it's, it's just not like you're not tied down to one business. It doesn't control Cause right now I live, Bree, I live, I literally live in the office. Yeah. Like it's not an exaggeration. I live in the building where 10 people come work every single day. And like, I don't, I, that's not, that's not sustainable forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, doing that and taking that route and becoming this investor in this person and checking in with people allows you to kind of, have your hands wet everywhere, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Tommy, forgive me for kind of redirecting or changing the topic, if you will. One thing that I'm noticing and have noticed literally since like the day I met you, how almost intense or passionate or like direct you are when you speak, when you talk about something like entrepreneurship business, your business, you're probably, I mean, are you picking up on it right now, Nick? Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, you might hear if you're listening or watching. Like, that's something that I just noticed about you, and I, I think it's awesome. Uh, it reminds me of Ethan Cisneros from from Thirst. Gets so intense and passionate and excited about it. <laughs> Again, I apologize for redirecting the conversation, Tommy, but I've noticed that about you, and I'm just seeing it right now. In yeah. Front of me. Um. Uh. Hmm. We we are about wrapping up on time, but uh, I failed to bring up something that I think I should have brought up at the very beginning of this podcast, uh, and that's that you and Nick were the two that encouraged me to start this. Yeah, we needed it. <laughs> we needed the energy. We, we absolutely needed the energy. I'm so glad you did. It's, uh, you know, cause I watch every episode, um, my favorite podcast actually. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm actually like, 
you know, you, I know this everything that you've got a lot going on and I'm proud of everything that you've got going on. And, uh, I, I think, like I said, that the, the internet is a different place. And, um, if you keep this up, it's, it's, it's very necessary to your brand. Right. And it's just amazing. And I think if you like incredible things are going to come out, out of this. You know, I'm so glad you did this. Like I've told you a lot of, <laughs> I, I've, I've told you, a, I've given you a lot of unsolicited advice in our 10 year friendship. Yeah. And I'm glad that out of everything that I've ever told you, this is, was one that you actually like took seriously and pursued because the world needs this Yeah, for real. I, and I know, I know you're being serious uh, for the listeners. He's ha- he hasn't listened to more than one episode and this is episode 35 and him and Nick Nord, the man behind the camera, doing doing all the the producing and the the sound the back end were the two that convinced me to do this podcast this show i had entertained the idea for about two years and one night when tommy when you were in town at the huddle you two aggressively convinced me to do this show um and alas here we are uh i just i wanted to bring that up because you know i this wouldn't be happening if it weren't for you and nick um uh I'm I'm curious. I got one more question for you, and then I kind of want to uh, open it up and wrap it up. Uh, I think I hear you on a broad level as to why you think that uh, you know I should have started this. Um, can you help me understand a little bit more, like your thought process there? Yeah, with the goal, I, I'm, like I'm curious. The yeah. goals that you are describing to me and what you want to get into in content. This is a very uh, low barrier of entry, um, vertical to explore, right? It doesn't take all that much work. It's just showing up and doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a first step. And then, um, getting that content and being consistent with it is very important. And, and this is part of that. It's just part of the overall strategy, right? So like Mm -hmm. that was my, my number one thinking and my, my, my second thought was your personality and your thoughts and your mindset is unlike most people and we have a very unique experience in entrepreneurship and business and people need to hear that when we were building these things we were just kids trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and so i and, remember when you gave me your business card for the first time i know and and, and and what's so important for anybody listening and, and anybody getting value out of this is the message that i know you send which is if you work hard if you stay positive if you network and um, if you just try, you can do this too. We were kids when we figured this out, you know what I mean? And whatever interests you, you know, you're interested in DJing. I'm interested in digital media. Like, it's just like, if you're very interested in it, you're passionate about it and you do it, or you just try, like you can do this, nothing's stopping you. And I think that's such an important message that you're sending out into the world and that your guests, I mean, I haven't watched, but that your guests, because I know their names often put out, you know, like people think that this is to start or to get to a place where you own a business. It's some calculated, like crazy intense six months where you're sitting down and writing out every move. But I think a lot of people get value in hearing, no, just go try. Mm-hmm. Like we we had no clue what we were doing when we, when we started this mm-hmm. and you can do it too. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation with one of my best friends in Nashville and it was five years ago. You met him, Jamin. And he said to me and Colton, I think you might've been in the car with us. I don't know how you guys do it. I'll never own a business. This is crazy. I don't know how you guys have done this. And I said exactly that. And Jamin just called me last week and said his business, he started four months ago, has already done $80,000. 
And wow. I'm just like, dude, like I told you, like, and it's in tech. It's just like, you know, anybody can do this. And it's not a matter of, um, it's just, it's just, it's just a matter of trying and having a good attitude. And that is the definition of you and your brand. So, um, that's why I wanted you to do this so bad. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a mic and a camera, but like, thank you, bro. And, uh, I'm sure had I sat down with like a piece of paper and reflected, like I could have pieced some of that together, but like, there's a lot of planning. You, you and I know each other quite well. Um, and you know, in a way, like I do feel like we kind of did have a grasp on that back when we were figuring things out and just trying. Uh, I think there's a lot of value there. And, um, quite frankly, like my aim for this, this podcast is very similar to what you're describing in that, I love entrepreneurship. I love DJing and it's a very unique line of work. And I've come to not only have some very amazing, crazy, wild, fun, um, eye-opening experiences, but also meet some amazing people um, like yourself nine, ten years ago via Twitter. Right. Um, and I want to share share the stories and learning lessons of some of those amazing people in my life um, and a little bit about myself and my experiences as a DJ and an entrepreneur and in the entertainment event industry. Um, this is kind of crazy, bro. <laughs> Thinking back to just the, the OG days, man. Um, Tommy, my man, uh, I'm curious. I got may- maybe two more minutes left. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that uh, we didn't talk about that you want to share or perhaps maybe even a fun memory or I think so um, we can come mind. up with something I, I don't know about a memory it'll take me 15 minutes because we've got so many and we we go crazy every time I see you but um I I do want you to come on our podcast it's gonna yeah. be launching uh, yes um, yeah the name of the show it's politically correct with Rupp and Tommy um Rupp and Tommy. it's coming out in a few weeks so be on the lookout for that I think you. uh uh your audience gets a lot of value from the content that you're putting out. And I think there's going to be a lot of synergy, even though ours is a lot more, uh, I don't want to say raunchy, but, uh, Hey, I'll actually listen to it. Yeah, please do. I want you to come on. We've got some cool things lined up and I'm just, uh, super, super glad that you had me on the show. I'm so grateful to have you as a friend. And I, I, I love that you're doing this. I, I can't stress it enough. I think the world needs it, put it all out there. And I'm so, so excited to see Parker all over TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and like every single channel that I explore and just I know that this lane of you getting into the content creation game is going to go so far and that the world needs it. I really can't stress it enough. I love it. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, we brought the energy. We went behind the energy to bring as it. we're bringing it. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm in front of the energy uh, now. There it is. Tommy, <laughs> uh, Tommy. Tom, uh, so uh, the show. Do you have a release date? No, not yet. Correct. Early April. It's coming out early April. Early we'll April. just say that. Yeah. Is is there anywhere that we can, you know, listeners, viewers can all streaming platforms. It's gonna be all over Instagram. Okay. It's gonna be all over TikTok. We've got a full on production team like handling the editing and clipping and social media distribution. It's gonna be on YouTube. It's probably gonna be on Facebook and Twitter even. So anywhere that you consume content. MySpace? I is that a thing? I'm joking. Is it? I'm, no, I'm joking. I don't think so. I'm, I'm jo- making I'm one as soon as I leave this room. I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be on MySpace. So you can watch it there. There we go. Yeah. Um, you can tell your mom to listen to it on her Alexa while she's, you know, 
doing shit around the house. <laughs> it's going to be everywhere. So I'm excited for it. I hope uh, I hope that you get to fly out to Hollywood and get on the show. I'm genuinely intrigued, a little, a little nervous to listen, um, but I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. It's a lot like this. We've got a lot of cool people that are doing content creation like you in various verticals. A lot of musicians, a yep. lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a guy on... Um, who's a big TikToker. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be cool. And I hope that uh, as funny and goofy and silly as we are on it, that uh, people get a lot of value out of it um, mm-hmm. in terms of business mm-hmm. like they do mm-hmm. on your show. You mm-hmm. know? So we'll see. Uh, uh, entertainment value and then in like an educational value yeah. as well. Yeah. I Hopefully. try to have like a good balance of that too in having, you know, natural but also intentional conversations. I think we check those boxes. Hopefully, if not, then hopefully we see you for next episode. Um, next week uh, Tommy I love you you're crazy <laughs> I look up to you man you've been an inspiration um, uh, politically correct coming out uh, on all podcast platforms I'm going to subscribe uh, they, that's the end of the show that's, now we're going to kiss that, <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to kiss that's the end of the show Tommy freaking V Tommy Bronkowski uh What's the name of the podcast? Politically Ru- politically Correct with Rupp and Tommy. Okay, and the name of this podcast? Oh. Behind the Energy. There we with go. With Parker and Tommy. <laughs> Behind the Energy podcast, ladies it. and gentlemen. Um, I'll catch you next week for episode 36. Peace.